Today, we have what I hope you will find to be a very interesting topic. We are going to talk about college planning in a very different way than most people are doing it. Right. And you, and you had kind of a funny story leading in about your, uh, your seven-year-old. Yeah. So this is a, a, a true story. And um, I actually, I was telling this story at a conference I went to and afterwards someone came up and they were like, yeah, that didn't really happen. And I was, I was like, no, it, it actually really did. Um, it's college planning so simple. Your seven-year-old can explain it to his friends. Um, and so what happened is uh, my kids had a, a field day leading into the end of the school year. And they had an early dismissal. They got out at about one o'clock, but part of the field day is all the parents are invited to have lunch with the kids and almost everybody participates in this. So I left work early, went and had this picnic lunch with my kids. And then um, afterwards, because everyone was getting dismissed early, they said, hey, can we have a pool party at our house? And I thought, yeah, sure, why not? Let's do it. My schedule's not crazy enough. I have to be at a conference dinner at 6 p.m. tonight, but let's, let's do this. And um, so a couple of the neighbors came over to have uh, a pool party with us. And at some point, one of the little boys comes running over um, to where I'm sitting on a, a lounger next to his mother. And he says, mom, how much money do I have? And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's obvious that you're at the lion's house if the kids are talking about money because we spend a lot of, I mean, this is what I do for a living. So there's a lot of very open conversation about money. And um, <laughs> the mom kind of looks at him and says, why are you asking? And uh, the little boy who he, he goes, well, because Connor just told me he has more than $5,000. And his mom was like, what? And I, I said, I don't, I don't know. So I said, Hey, Connor, come over here. And Connor was like, yeah, I have a bunch of money in my account for college. And I said, how much do you think you have? And he said, I don't know, thousands. And I said, yeah, you got about 36,000. And uh, so the, the other kid turns to his mom and goes, well, how much do I have? And his mom says, well, you've, you've got about $12,000. I think we've got it all teed up. It's in a 529 and, you know, we're going to, we're going to just keep investing in that. And then you can use that to pay for your college. And Connor goes, well, I can use mine for whatever I want. And I was like, mm, that might, that might not quite be right. And he goes, why would you put your money in a 529? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm having this mom moment where I'm like, what, what is happening? Uh, and you know, I, my neighbors know what I do, but I don't, you know, they don't always ask me. And, you know, sometimes it's awkward to bring these things up and be like, right. Hey, let me, let me tell you what we can do when you're just having a happy hour with one of the moms. But, um, so Connor looks at his friend and says, I would never put money in a 529. And I'm like, okay, why not boo? Right. What, tell me more, tell me more. And he says, well, my money is in a whole life insurance policy. And the mom was like, why would you do that? And Connor looks at her and he goes, because I'm going to borrow from that policy and I'm going to buy a vacation rental property. And then I'm going to rent it out. And I'm going to use the income from that to pay for my college. And the mom kind of just stares at him for a minute. And he turns to his friend and he goes, you are going to have a college degree and nothing else when you're done. I am going to have all the money in my insurance contract, a real estate piece of property, an income stream, and a college degree. And then he turns around and jumps in the pool. And the mom just kind of looks at me. As and if I'm the like, seven-year-old oh. could do a mic drop, right? I'm having a, a, a proud mom moment. Like we're having a real moment here. 
But I think this is so funny because he was able to articulate something that you and I talk about all the time in right. such a succinct way and such a powerful way that I was like, dang, like right. this boy just schooled me in, in how he's doing this, right? Like, and to, to know that he's seven and he understands that we're funding a whole life policy for cash value and internal rate of return, right. that you can borrow against it, that you can buy an asset that not only will appreciate and value and grow your net worth, but that also produces an income stream. And that he understands that that income stream will pay for college is huge to me because what he basically just said was, I don't want to like buy a chicken and then kill the chicken to pay for college. Right. I'm buying the chicken and I'm going to use the eggs that it's going to lay to right. pay for college. And at the end of this, I got the chicken and it will keep laying eggs. Right. Forever and ever and ever. Right. I mean, that's the thing. right. And it's, it's part of the beauty of this and this conversation for me as a mom, besides just thinking to myself, wow, he understands the concept of don't put your money in your bucket. It's actually a dynamic system that needs flow, to right? be built. But he also understands without maybe even realizing it, the power of compounding, because I started right. those contracts for him when he was 15 days old, because that was the earliest I could do it. And so he gets to keep all of the compounding on that money and then never interrupts it for the rest of his lifetime. Yeah, for 80 years. Right. Whereas what most people do is they get the money on the compound growth curve and then they take it off to pay for college. That money is now gone. And yes, right. you got something of value in exchange for that, but then your kid is starting over. And when you think about compounding, the very best growth happens on the back end of it. So right. if I cut off 20 years, what I'm really using is the uh, losing is the last 20 years of that growth. Whereas if I can keep that working for me and I can also make the dollar create multiple benefits, right. it's a completely different outcome. Well, and it goes back to that, the conversation that we had last week about the OODA loop, his orientation for the world is already light years ahead of where most adults I know are. Right, right. From the standpoint of an orientation, right? And so he has the ability to look at something and say, well, this is $1 doing one job. Nope, I'm not doing that. He understands that, that key orientation of $1 doing multiple. Right. And I think when you, when you get right down to it and part of, I mean, the mom kind of started asking a couple of questions afterward. Um, but it was interesting because she was like, why, why would you do that though? Because you can get a higher rate of return somewhere else which if I had a dollar for every time someone said that to me, right. man, I would be in it. I would doing the this. world. Yeah. At this point. Um, but I said, yeah, you, you can for a short period of time, right? Like, I don't think anyone's going to argue that the rate of return in the stock market over time is going to be higher than what you would have in an insurance contract. But there are other features that matter. One is right. that you can borrow against an asset that is guaranteed to only go up in value. So there's no risk of a margin call when I borrow it. Right. Two is that it's, I can pay back that money however I want. There's no, there's no mandatory payment or schedule that I have to operate off right. of. And then the fact that I can deploy those dollars without giving up any compounding because I'm actually borrowing from the insurance company. I can deploy those into an asset that produces income and then the income pays back 
the loan that I took from the insurance company. And then after that, I just have the income stream. When you start measuring the fact that you've never interrupted the compounding and now you're, you're, I don't want to use the word layering. I think that triggers anti-money laundering (laughs) considerations. So let's not say that, but you've got multiple, um, you can end up with multiple assets that you're deploying the dollars for all of which are producing income gives you the ability to essentially like keep doing what you want to do without interrupting it. And so if my kid ends up with all the equity in the property, the cash in the insurance contract and income stream from that piece of property and the college degree, that's a lot more benefits than you end up with using the traditional save and then spend method. Right. Well, and one of the things that I, I think is always sort of the, uh, the stepchild of of that process that we talk, you know, we talk about multiple uses of every, of every dollar. One of the things that I think we don't always look through is this idea of flexibility and liquidity. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's not on the balance sheet anywhere, but when I look at mindset and my ability to sleep at night, I know that if something goes wrong with that property, wow, the water heater blew up or man, one of the, one of the tenants or one of the renters tore up the couch, whatever it is. Right. Or holy crap, we've got a bad month or COVID hit and nobody's traveling, right? Mm-hmm. I know that not only do I have all of those things working for me, but I've got liquidity to be able to respond to whatever's going on in life. And, and to me, it, it's again, it's not on a balance sheet, but it's the fifth and sixth use of dollars in that side of it, because it allows me to go do what I want and know that I've got that squeeze. I've got that ability to pivot. Well, and to that point, the money is not restricted for use. And so if my kids end up starting a business and not going to college, I'm not going to take penalties for them to do that. I don't have adverse tax consequences if they make very different choices. And to be honest with you, one of the conversations that I've had multiple times with my daughter and I'm beginning to have with my son as well, he's certainly overheard it plenty of times, is that if you end up getting a scholarship and you don't have to pay for college, you just get all the cash, right? right. And so the, right. the ability to do whatever you want with those dollars matter. And then from a broader planning perspective, one of the things that I am most proud of is that he's already hit the easy button that we talk about all the time. Right. He has laid the foundation for efficient income distribution. He will already right. have what you mentioned earlier, the buffer for volatility He's in a position where he can create a simulated pension with the investments that he'll acquire over his lifetime. And he will do it in a way that means he gets to spend more during his lifetime and also pass more on to the next generation. It's very have your cake and eat it too. I think the way I've heard you say it before is that you don't have to decide either or. It's always and. and. Yep. Yeah, it's always and. Well, and think about it too. How many people do we know that are... We, we always talk about core and explore. I want to go do the right thing first, get my system set up. And then I want to go do the exploratory stuff, invest in this business or this property or whatever the widget is, the Bitcoin or whatever the thing you're going to go look at. He's already 20 years ahead of that cycle, 30 years ahead of that cycle. So mm-hmm. he's laid the foundation. He now has already at that point, the ability to start looking at exploring other opportunities. Um, yeah. And, and I think even beyond that kind of to the mindset point is that, I think sometimes as parents, we underestimate what our children are picking up, what they're capable of learning, what they're thinking about. But when you're having these conversations all the time, your, your kids are listening, whether you realize it or not. And then they may choose to, you know, scoreboard your neighbors 
uh, in, in this case, right about what they're doing with their money. But how cool is it that he knows these things already and that he's right. learning them? And how cool is it that if you learn these things, you get to teach them to your kids too? Well, and that's the, and that's, a, and we, we can close out on this, but that's the thing that we always, that I always grew up with is the job of the generation where you are is to make the next generation better than what you had it. 100%. Right. I mean, that's our mission. And so we, we think about that, I think a lot of times in terms of wealth and accumulation and some of those other things, but one of the easiest things you can do that costs no money is education is sort of walking people through that process. And, but it starts with you not being uncomfortable with that, with that conversation because you don't know anything. Like right. I, we, we have the running joke and it's not a very fun joke, but we'd have an easier time talking about your sex life than your money, right? And, right. and it's sort of that, and it's, everyone goes, ha, ha, ha. And then they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. But mm -hmm. it's like, I don't want to talk to you about what's going on with my money because I'm scared of it. I, I don't know if I'm doing it right and I don't want to pass that on. But if it starts with the parents getting their orientation right, getting their, here's what we're doing so that they can pass that on and cut out 20, 30, 40 years of, of trial and error. Right. Get to the kids. Because doing things the traditional way in the short run, it seems easier and more efficient because maybe you do get a higher rate of return with a sure. 529, but then your kids are starting over and you haven't had multiple uses from your dollars. And that's where beginning to explore things that are different, I think become incredibly important and it's hard right? Because you yeah. look at your neighbor and then you look at your other neighbor and you're like, no one else in my neighborhood is doing this. Right. But when you actually right. run so it out, do the experiment, look at right. what's tangible, you can end up with dramatically different results. And, you know, I've seen some families do this where the parents set everything up and use the income stream to pay for college, but then they are retaining the assets to pay for their own retirement. Yeah, why not? Right? right. And then eventually pass them on to the kids. How you structure it is dependent on your priorities. But I think being open to different ways that could be more efficient, um, you know, because you could just go and buy a rental property and use that to pay for it, but then you're leaving benefits on the table. And I yeah. think this always comes back to how do I take $1? get as many benefits for it as I can. That's basic economics, right? How do I maximize the value or optimize the value of the resources that I have? And sometimes that requires us to lay the foundation in a completely different way than we would initially think. When we're looking at the whole picture, it's, it's a different picture than if we're myopically focused on one tiny little piece of it. So yeah, on that note, we'll wrap up. Thank Chief you guys so much for hanging out with us giving up what today. you want most for what you want right now, right? Wait, say that again, because I totally talked over you. Say no, no, no it again. you're good, but I just didn't want to miss it. The chief cause of unhappiness, Zig Ziglar, is giving up what you want most for what you want right now. It's ready to return over a system, right? So, right. sorry. Absolutely. And if you can do both, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there. No, you're good. We're Where can good. they find you? This is the story of how we interact with each other every day. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you spending your time here. You can find me at The Wealth Woman on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And I'm Economics with Eric at LinkedIn and Facebook. Have a great week.